Hello, my name is Tamara Keith and I'm a paediatric trainee in London and I'm going to talk to you about some simple aspects of ear, nose and throat in paediatric medicine. We're going to discuss several common infections of the upper respiratory tract and snoring and sleep apnea. This talk is based on training in paediatrics, the essential curriculum by the Oxford University Press. We will cover otitis media, coryza, allergic rhinitis, epistaxis, tonsillitis, snoring and sleep apnea. Otitis media affects 70% of children by two years of age, with a peak incidence between 6 and 24 months. Risk factors for otitis media include structural abnormalities of the upper airway affecting drainage of the middle ear via the eustachian tube. This is seen commonly in children with Down syndrome or those with cleft lip and palate. Common pathogen pathogens include respiratory viruses and bacteria, pneumococcus, haemophilus influenza, B hemolytic strep and other pathogens. Acute otitis media may be seen in a young child who is irritable with a fever, they may be pulling the affected ear or vomiting. An older child generally complains of earache. Complications, although rare, include mastoiditis and meningitis. You should therefore examine the tympanic membrane in every febrile child. In acute otitis media, you see an injected, bulging tympanic membrane with loss of the normal light reflex. You may see a purulent discharge if perforation of the eardrum has occurred. Management of otitis media includes antipyretics and analgesics, which are recommended in all cases. Decongestants and antihistamines are not indicated. Antibiotics is controversial. An indefinite acute otitis media in a child younger than two years old, amoxicillin is generally given, or in those older than two with severe otitis media. If it is not severe, either advice or a delayed antibiotic prescription would be appropriate. Clinical distinction between viral and bacterial infection is not usually possible, although unilateral disease is more likely to be bacterial than bilateral. And obviously, viral infection will not benefit from antibiotics. Otitis media with effusion is where a recurrent acute otitis media leads to an effusion. There is a middle ear effusion without sign of active infection. This is also known as glue ear, or chronic secretory otitis media. It is more common where there are structural ENT abnormalities and is the most common cause of conductive hearing loss in children. Inspection of the tympanic membrane will reveal retraction of the eardrum, loss of light reflection, and hearing assessment reveals a conductive hearing loss of between 25 and 30 decibels. It spontaneously resolves in most by three months. 
So watchful waiting for three months in children less than three years with hearing loss of less than 25 decibels with no speech or behavioural problems is appropriate. Decongestion, decongestants, mucolytics, antihistamines, antibiotics and steroids have no proven benefit. In those with persistent otitis media with effusion, over three years of age or with speech problems may benefit from grommets or an adenoidectomy. Chronic suppurative otitis media is a chronic middle ear infection. There can be intermittent or persistent ear discharge from perforated eardrum and this requires specialist ENT assessment. It is categorised as safe if there is a central perforation but unsafe if there is marginal perforation. Coryza or the common cold, is the most common childhood infection. It is caused by a virus. It can be the rhinovirus, coronavirus, influenza, or RSV, the respiratory syncytial virus. Symptoms are of nasal discharge, fever, lethargy, headache, and poor feeding. It is generally a self-limiting illness lasting two to three days. As infants are obligate nose breathers, it may cause significant breathing difficulties and also difficulties with feeding. It can lead to a middle ear infection. The common cold should be managed with antipyretics, saline drops into the nose to loosen thick mucus and decongestants. Allergic rhinitis is a common feature of atopy and you see inflammation of the nasal mucosa. It is IgE-mediated response to allergens like pollen or house dust mites. Clinical features include nasal discharge, itching, sneezing, post-nasal drip, nosebleeds. Managements if you can possibly avoid the trigger or antihistamine or inhaled nasal steroids. Epistaxis or nosebleeds are extremely common. 90% occur from the littles area where the venous plexus forms on the anterior septum. Acute nosebleeds commonly result from trauma, but recurrent nosebleeds should prompt suspicion of bleeding diathesis. Bleeding and offensive discharge may be due to a foreign body, for example a bead stuck up the child's nose. Management of epistaxis if acute is with pressure and a nasal pack, but if chronic, may require cauterization. Tonsillitis is common. It is the inflammation of the mucous membranes and underlying structures of the pharynx. It is secondary to viral or bacterial infection and is common in those over two years of age. Viral etiology is commoner in the younger child and bacterial Causes include group A beta hemolytic strep and diphtheria is rare in developed countries but can occur in developing countries. Complications of group A B hemolytic strep include acute rheumatic fever and acute glomerulonephritis. 
Remember, you may also see EBV infection in the older child. Tonsillitis is characterised by fever, sore throat, pain and difficulty on swallowing. On examination, you see enlarged tonsils, which are erythematous. The child has a fever, tender cervical lymphadenopathy, and there may be petechiae, exudates or ulceration on the tonsils. If there is a rash, they may have streptococcal infection. An EBV or glandular fever is associated with splenomegaly, lymphadenopathy or palatal petechiae. Investigations and management of tonsillitis includes a throat swab to see if you culture group A beta hemolytic strep, a monospot for EBV IgM, and antistreptilicin. Management includes analgesia and antipyretics. Antibiotics would be penicillin V or a macrolide if allergic to penicillin if there is marked constitutional symptoms or pus on the tonsils. Tonsillectomy is only indicated in those with disabling tonsillitis up to or over five times a year. Snoring and sleep apnea. 20% of normal children snore occasionally and 10% snore regularly every night. Snoring is made by vibration of the soft palate and uvula. Predisposing factors include airway obstruction, so those with coryza or allergic rhinitis, or an anatomical abnormality. Those with muscular hypertonia are more at risk as this allows the tongue to fall back such as in Down syndrome or Prader-Willi, and children with obesity are more likely to snore. There are three types of sleep apnea, obstructive, central and mixed. Obstructive sleep apnea is when a snoring child experiences episodes of complete airway obstruction. Increased respiratory efforts are followed by episodes of apnea lasting 5 to 10 seconds. This is associated with hypoxia and hypercapnia, followed by snorting, gasping or waking. This leads to poor sleep quality, daytime sleepiness, morning headaches and behavioural problems. Investigations include sleep study with oxygen saturations or full polysomnography. Management includes weight loss, nasal corticosteroids or nasal CPAP. In severe cases, surgery may be indicated. Central sleep apnea is uncommon. Ondine's curse is congenital central hyperventilation syndrome caused by a gene mutation in PH0X2B. The secondary central hyperventilation associated with raised intracranial pressure and hypothalamic disorders. Mixed sleep apnea is seen in Prider-Willi. This is obstructive sleep apnea due to obesity, but also they have central hypoventilation. In summary, acute otitis media can be viral or bacterial and may not always present with earache. Otitis media with effusion is middle ear effusion 
without signs of active infection. It's also known as glue ear. This is the commonest cause of conductive hearing loss in children. Coryza is the most common childhood infection. Allergic rhinitis is inflammation of the nasal mucosa mediated through IgE response to allergens. Tonsillitis can be viral or caused by group AB haemolytic strep infection. Snoring is common. Sleep apnea can be obstructive, central or mixed. This talk is based on the book Training in Paediatrics, the Essential Curriculum by the Oxford University Press. Thank you for listening.